2: Hello Cherries fans and welcome to this latest preview show here on Up the Cherries in all departments. Now of course normally before the start of any preview I would talk about the previous match and what happened the scoreline however I feel that it is completely wrong to do so at this moment in time and all I want to focus on is Tom Lockyer and We send our very, very best wishes to him, everybody at Luton Town, the fans, the players, the staff, and of course, his friends and family as well, um, following the horrible events that happened on Saturday around about the 60th minute, We are happy to hear that he is making progress and long may that continue. And we hope that he has a full and speedy recovery. We will touch on that in this preview show as well. Of course, our next game is against Nottingham Forest. And that is at the city Ground. And I do have a returning guest for this show. Of course, Nottingham Forest are in poor form at the moment. And Steve Cooper is under a lot of pressure as it stands it's a pleasure therefore to welcome back onto up the cherries in all departments matt shepherdson welcome back to the show matt how are you doing mate
3: i'm doing very well thank you very nice of you to ask me back on i think it's a uh, pleasure quite a while ago wasn't it it was quite a, a big fixture coming up when we last spoke um, fortunately things out things have uh, turned out the better for both of the teams following yes. that
2: yes yep of course and if anybody remembers, it was the game in which AFC Bournemouth won promotion, um, that you come on for and, you know, fantastic preview. So it's great to have you back here. Um, I think first things first, we'll, we'll touch on it briefly. I know video has gone up about it, but, um, of course, we had a game on Saturday. You played on the Friday against Spurs. We'll cover that off, but um during our game, Tom Lockyer did collapse around about the hour mark, and it's I don't know how you know the players react to that. You know it was a shock on both sides. It was a shock around the stadium it was horrible thing to witness and of course we witnessed it um in the Euros with Christian Erickson but to actually witness that in your home ground um any it doesn't matter who the player is it's just horrific isn't it
3: absolutely and it just um it really puts things into perspective you know we all like a bit of a bit of banter when it comes to football sometimes it gets a little bit out of hand but you know for, for the vast majority of the time it's very good natured and and then and then something like that comes along and it, it just kind of really just brings the focus on things and I think um, well, as I mentioned to you when we were, we were talk, talk, uh, talking about me coming on that um, I was listening to it on the way home I'd, I'd got the radio when I was out doing a bit of Christmas shopping and it mm-hmm. was uh, it was on five live. And it—you uh, could just tell by the way that they, they were talking that the nature of the incident was was really really serious, and obviously, what what had happened in the past to him uh, made it kind of even more serious, I guess. Um, but I mean, it's still, it's very very difficult. What do you say? I mean, I mean, from all the reports I've seen, it sounds like he's he's made, making a good recovery, and the yeah. signs are positive. But but you don't know. But it's uh, you know, it's a man with a family and things like that, and it's just. Uh, yeah it really does bring bring things into perspective doesn't it
2: yeah most definitely and i know that there is been a video as well that's gone up about this but tom from everybody here we do wish you the very very best and speedy recovery and you know thoughts are with your family friends and everybody at luton town so um hopefully fingers crossed you'll be out of hospital soon and back to full fitness Let's talk about, you know, Forrest. And, of course, you played on the Friday night. And to be honest, I I watched that game and I thought you played well. I thought you played well.
3: Yeah. The first half in particular, you know, it was quite, I think, I think the way way that we set up against Mm. a team like that, we seem to do better against teams like that that press quite high. I think Cooper Cooper knows how to set a team up to absorb pressure. Um, Which, when we've done well, both last season and this season, the kind of fewer occasions this season. But it it does seem to be we cope better with teams like uh, that that press high. We absorb it and hope for them to make a mistake. And we were doing really well. It's kind of just we just seem to have this knack at the moment of conceding goals at really bad times. Uh, And it and it just came at completely the wrong time for us right before half time. Uh, and I think the second half, it was it was, it was a little bit more. I don't, I don't think we were in it as much. Another bad error from the goalkeeper. And uh, yeah, it was disappointing. Now, I've got to admit, just based upon you know the way that we've been playing and past results, I, I can't say that I was that optimistic about it. But I, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, the effort and the determination and the grit and things like that, you know, the, the things that the the prerequisites if you like they were there which was encouraging considering the situation and you know all the rumours that have been circulating yeah so that was encouraging but um yeah it was always going to be a difficult night um, i can't, i wasn't too disheartened by the performance so um but it's never nice never nice to lose obviously but they're a very good side aren't they i mean he's got them drilled really really yeah. well they had that little blip in form but they seem to have sorted that out uh, and they're always going to be they're going to be i think they're going to be there or thereabouts this year no good side very good side and they're even you know even under strength they're a very good side so
2: well Matt um we'll go back a couple of weeks before that though and the game that really did i think you know put cooper under spotlight you know nationally i know that there was questions beforehand about his job but that five nil defeat at Fulham and i guess the wolves game you know kind of kept him alive for another week there is a danger for him that if he doesn't get the three points against themselves you know that he could well be out of the job before Christmas unfortunately
3: yeah I think that that threat's there regardless of the result which sounds quite strange to say but I think I think if if the a better alternative was available to the chairman. I've got a funny feeling that, that he would go for it. He's been under pressure before. It doesn't it feels a little bit different this time. I think at this time last season, well, not, yeah, it was about the sort of time last season when the pressure was on him. The support from the, the supporters was kind of unequivocal. That's that does seem to have changed slightly. I'm still very much I'd like him to stay in the job. I think he's he's got it, he's proved that he's got it within him to turn around, but. Yeah, there's there's definitely been a bit of a sea change, and th- and that performance, the Fulham one, was it's the first time that I've watched us play where f- it felt like there was a, a lack of belief or a real. I don't want to say players didn't feel like they were playing for him because I don't know if that's yeah. ever ever the case. I think it's more it's more a confidence thing, and when you're not playing well, when you're conceding goals, it's very very difficult. But it, it felt different that that defeat to any other defeat that I've seen before yeah. under cooper um and it was very very interesting that then for the Wolves result he completely changed the team he went back to people that he knew he could trust brought in some of the people that haven't featured quite as much so like you check cuartes and people like that and changed the formation changed us more kind of to set up how we have played and when we've got results last season mm-hmm. and, it, and it kind of did the job we played very very well um, because wolves are very, very good at home. they're a good side, uh, particularly at home. And um, so, yeah, it was it was kind of interesting, really. um but and uh, to me, it kind of said that he, you know he, he knows how to change it. He knows what he needs to do. um so it's, yeah, it's, it's a very, very tricky one that that full result, I was wouldn't have been surprised if he'd gone after that because it did really feel very very negative it was not a good performance there were certain players on there that i i was not impressed with at all but did actually look like they'd just given up which you you don't want to say but it did feel a bit like that but then he did bring in players that again like i've said we've not seen that much of this season but came in and, and really really did do a job so yeah we'll have to see
2: it was understood as well that Maranakis um, threw down his press pass, believe it or not, um, after that, that yeah. Yeah. game. It was going round um, on social media. The thing is, is there's, there's two ways I look at this. Steve Cooper did a great job of getting Nottingham Forest from, uh, let's be honest, when he took over, Forest were in the relegation zone, in the championship. Managed to get you promoted and keep you in the Premier League. But there is also the spin side that Maranakis has thrown so much money at the side that maybe Cooper's just not got the best out of these players. What side do you fall on, do you think?
3: Uh, it's difficult because, I mean, Maranakis, I, I personally believe Maranakis deserves as much praise as Cooper because yeah. he's backed into the hill. he, he um he's and a lot of we get a lot of people questioning his kind of what he's done and decisions he's made but when it's come to cooper he's mm-hmm. been or well, he's been consistent yeah. i know he, he's been a bit more trigger happy with, with signing greece with olympiakos and things like that but uh, so it kind of suggest that he has got that a little bit of volatility when it comes to managers but when it comes to cooper that's not been the case but when we came up last season we had this we had a very depleted squad, players out of contracts. We are we we were put into an unexpected scenario by being yeah. promoted, so there was always going to be an influx of players. Not, I mean, the amount was quite surprising, I think, to a lot of people. I think it exceeded what many of us thought, Um, but it, it was kind of out of necessity, and it and it worked. At the end of the day, it kept us up. It was it was getting a little bit close, but it certainly worked. Um, But now again this time we've had a, a, not as much but a similar change in terms of in terms of the squad mm-hmm. and it's kind of ex- been expected to do the same thing again with the same players and we've lost i mean you look at we've lost brennan johnson yeah. who we miss him i don't think a lot of fans want to acknowledge here but we do he's you know he's quality absolute quality player you're gonna look what he's doing now um so the goalkeeper situation is a, a major concern we've got Two goalkeepers, we don't really know who's first choice. He's changed it. He's had to change it back, and he might change it back again. So, which, for any team, if you've not got confidence in the goalkeeper, that breeds throughout the side. Uh, so, that's a big yeah. concern. Um, so, the, there's just kind of a number of factors at play. And the kind of player, I think, for me, I think the, the major it, the, the major issue is that we've got, he, Cooper's got a, defi- he wants to play a certain type of football. Probably quite similar to Areola, um, you know, more fluid, more attacking, more expansive kind of football. Yeah. But he's not been able to do that um, because you go out and try to do that in the Premier League, you can get absolutely smashed. Uh, yeah. And if it Probably if it doesn't it work, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it took it, it took you a while to get it, get yeah. it sort of uh, get that style of playing into the side. But now it's obviously reaping the rewards. But it was, he, I think he's very much got this idea of how he wants us to play. And the way we obviously played in the championship is it's a lot different level, but it's kind of uh, indicative of of how he wants us to play, but he hasn't got the players to do it. Mm -hmm. So we got kind of, uh, we got our best results last season by playing a more defensive style, catching, hoping the other team absorb a bit of pressure, hoping the team made a mistake would pick it up and capitalize on that. And it, and it worked in in very, very key games. So he's kind of, we've brought in some players with, they've got obvious potential and quality. But it's just not quite gone right. Um, and I think it's when we've got results recently, he's kind of reverted back to that style that got us results last season. Um,
2: I think Brennan Johnson, like you say, was a massive loss for you because he was outstanding last season. And I think as well, um, you know, do correct me if I'm wrong, it puts more pressure, especially on Morgan Gibbs White, who I think stood out in that Spurs game.
3: Yeah, he's, he's I think there is a lot of pressure on Morgan and he's been moved about as well. He's kind of been moved from a more central role to be moved out wide and there's a lot expected of him. And he's, uh, for me, I think he's, he's, he's up there as one of his. He's arguably our best player on his day. He can make things happen. He's got that little bit extra quality that you need and he's a fantastic player. But he's playing in kind of a, when you're playing in a struggling side and you're that kind of player and you're not getting a lot of the ball, it's it's very very difficult, but you can't fault his endeavour. And I think he's um, when we're when we do play well, he's a key part of that. Um, and he, I, I do feel a bit for him. And you, you're right. I mean, it, it is the the pressure because the wingers that we've kind of brought in to do a job, but it's not really happened. We've got we've got players like Alanga, Hudson, Adoy, who are very very good players on their day when everything's going right for them. But unfortunately, that's kind of not often enough. They're very very. I mean, the amount of times Alang is getting caught offside is is crazy. <laughs> um, it really is. It's quite staggering. But it's just things like that. I think I was saying saying the other day to somebody that our problem is when you look at sides like yourself who are who are in form, mm-hmm. you've got you've probably got more than a handful of players who week in week out you would say is you have know, seven out seven out of tens, eight yeah. out of tens. They're not necessarily the ones that are going to be picking up man-of-the-match awards or scoring the goals, but they're, they're solidly consistent. We've really lacked that um, just lately. And again, it's because he's not. we've not really got a settled side at the moment. We've seen so much turnover in who's playing where, and um, I don't think he knows his his best team. And I, But again, I, I don't know if any manager does. I don't know if there is such a thing as a best team nowadays. It's it's a squad game, isn't it? You pick your team based upon... Uh, what's going off at the time, you know, fixtures and the the opposition. So it's not like you go out and pick the same 11, but it's, um, I think it's, it's a question mark over our best side and our best formation and things like that. And the biggest factor undoubtedly that has kind of sparked our spiral down is our um, E getting injured. He, he was so, he's been so good for us and we've just not got, but uh, scoring goals we just can't just can't do it at the moment we've not got goals in the side um he's he's so important for us the whole when he plays he just makes such a difference you can just tell there's just seems to be a, a confidence in the side that we don't just don't seem to have when he's not there he, he's a, he's an excellent player um so i don't know if the if not bringing in a a suitable understudy so to speak um it is one of our biggest failings, but I don't really think you can criticize Cooper for that because I don't think Cooper I, I think he has a say on the players, but I don't think there are many, many managers nowadays who will go out and say, I want that player. I just don't think it, it happens like that anymore, does it? You've got the um it just happens at another level. These like these are the players that you're gonna work with.
2: And I think that's the same here as well. Um, because you know, whatever anybody says I can't can't believe that, as good as Alex Scott is, that Iriola come in from Spain and said, you know what, that player that plays for Bristol City, I'd quite like to get him, you know, to the
3: club. No, absolutely, absolutely. I can't
2: see it. So, you know, it's all happened at a higher level. But one thing that, you know, if not so much has been made out about it this season, but there's been a lot of players coming in and a lot of players going out of Nottingham Forest again. there was that joke last season that Forest pretty much signed two sides in
3: the
2: space of the season. It's felt like though, at the end of that uh, last season, Cooper got that side settled. He knew what his best team was. You know, of course there was the Arsenal win at the city grounds, you know, which was a fantastic result stopped Arsenal winning the league. But it feels like because of the amount of signings that have been bought in again, you know, it's back to square one.
3: No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This, that's, that's the thing. He's kind of had to work with three different squads since he's yeah. joined the club. And uh, every, every supporter understands the need to, to add quality, but it's at what cost. And I think we've tried to run a, a bit before we've walked this season. We've just gone a little bit like bringing in players like like Dominguez. He's undoubtedly a very very capable player. Capable player Sangari that everybody was was talking about. Um, and these these are players that you know they've they've kind of done it. I know Sangari's kind of a little bit different. He's played in Holland, which is a lot different. And um, but they, there is undoubtedly a very very good player in there. He's not kind of shown it yet, but he he will do. I know he's, he's injured at the minute, but but he's kind of. This kind of these players have come in, and then we've kind of o- other players have kind of been disposed a little bit too quickly, especially like a fullback, like Nico Williams was playing really, really well for us yeah. last season. As he finished the season really well, so sort of Olin has come in, and, and he's kind of lo- he lost his place, but again, he's regained it, and he's been been very, very good. So I, I don't know if there's just been this pressure to m- maybe introduce them a little bit sooner than we would like to or just I don't I don't know if this Cooper or if it's coming from above that we need to we're expected to be making progress um at a more kind of unrealistic rate maybe. I don't know. But it it does seem to be happening a little bit too fast. And um, we started the season, you know, quite well. We had really, really difficult fixtures. Um we didn't necessarily get the points that you know, I don't think anybody expected anything, you know, really, just when you looked at the uh, the kind of the talk amongst the supporters was that you know this is really difficult this is going to be a really really difficult time for Cooper but he more than came through that because the performances were very very good um, but obviously then sort of get to the end of the transfer window and we've kind of tried to embed all these new players and it's not quite gone as well as uh, as I think a lot would have expected and I for me personally I just think it's a little bit too much too soon um, there's a lot I think we've kind of it, it's like we've tried to move out players that you know what you're going to get something yeah. that you might get um and it's 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 a very very unforgiving league as we know and it, that's kind of proven to be the case um and a particular i mean the goalkeeper situation i think is the biggest concern for me we had dean henderson who well, obviously started with Dean Henderson last season and we, we finished with Navas. And although Navas made a few mistakes and goalkeepers obviously get highlighted for their mistakes, but he made fewer few mistakes than Turner's made in far fewer games. So it's, um, that's a real concern for me. They always talk about the spine of the team, don't they? And yeah, we don't have that at the minute. We've kind of got a, a midfield that you couldn't necessarily predict. Other than I think Mangala at the moment, we've not got a, a, stri- a recognized striker. Well, we've got we've got recognized strikers. We've not got recognized goal scorers who we who we you could expect to go out and score a goal. Um, we have not got a goalkeeper, but the, I mean center, you know, center back. We're not too bad. We've got obviously got Murillo who's coming and been an absolute revelation. But he is kind of the only one I think who's really really hit the ground running.
2: One thing I want to bring up as well with you, because as you probably know, AFC Bournemouth's chairman, Bill Foley, has been buying out, so he's already got a percentage stake in Lorient. You know where I'm going with this. He started a new club in Auckland. He's looking at buying Hibs. There's a club in Belgium. Um, I can't remember the name of it, you know, escapes me at the moment. But he's buying all these clubs. Now, Maranakis, has got a very similar sort of setup, hasn't he? Really, but especially with Olympiakos. And I've noticed three players have gone out on loan to Olympiakos. Is that because they're not good enough for Forest? Is it because Omar Riches, I understand, was a fairly decent player? Um, he's gone out on loan. Um, is it because they've they've not performed Forest, or is it a case that? you know, Maranakis is giving them game time to strengthen them, ready to come into the the Forest team.
3: It's, I must admit, it's a bit of a, I guess it's a bit of a mystery because you've got, I, I think it was kind of envisaged that they would go out to Greece, some players yeah. that weren't quite at the grade, get a little bit better and come back. But it's kind of not really happened that way. I mean, Omar Richards joined us for quite a lot of money from Bayern Munich. Yeah, he's not kicked a ball for us. But there are there are he was there were rumours that he was injured when we signed him. Rumours. I'll just, just stress, don't get myself in trouble. Um, that he that he was injured when we actually signed him, but it wasn't picked up on the medical. Yeah. Because um, so I think he came on for them for Olympiakos the other night, and that's the first time he's. Played any competitive football in about two years, mm. and he was a really, really promising player. Yeah. Um, he was very well thought of uh, over there, and uh, when he was at Munich, uh, I know he's been as a youngster as well. He's been very well thought of. So I'm not quite sure. You've got um, like Scarpa, who came from Brazil, mm-hmm. and to me, he's an example of somebody who looked just not quite right for the Premier League. Very, very talented footballer. Yeah, um, very technical. Uh, he could. Some of the passing that he played he, for the few games he played for us, his, his passing range and things like that were were incredible. But I, I just I can't picture him as a Premier League footballer. You really would like him to, but I just don't think he's got the athleticism. Um, so he's kind of one that's where it's happened where he's not quite good enough. So he's yeah. kind of gone out there but it's just a it's quite a strange phenomenon isn't it it's quite new and and obviously a lot of clubs are doing it now maranack we were maranakis was linked with monza in italy yeah but it didn't i don't think that one's happened but there's a, a club is it rio ave in portugal that he's been heavily linked with taking over um, cuz obviously man city kind of they they sort of i don't say it won't say they were the first but they kind of made the Popularized that that model didn't of having kind of multiple clubs all over the world, but yeah, for me it's kind of I, I always see it as a it's almost like enhancing your scouting network a little bit, isn't it? And having a presence and almost seeing those is almost like feeder clubs, but in reality, I don't know if it works that way. I, I, I'm i not quite sure. I find it all a little bit of a mystery how it all works, what, what's going on. It's a bit strange.
2: It is a bit weird for me as well because what we what we have done. Um, is we did sign Don Gotara, um, and he come in from Lorient, of course, where Bill Foley has got 50% stake in. Now there was another really weird situation at the start of this season where we signed a player called Roman Faber, um, and loaned him straight out to Lorient, loaned him straight out. Um. And it it just seems a bit bizarre. Does it need to stop? Do you feel? Do you think that this is a because personally I don't think that you know we're not get well. Lorient aren't loaning Bournemouth players to get around FFP, which is one of the reasons that's been flagged up. And of course there was the row Ra- um, the Ruben Neves. Sorry. Raul Jimenez, Ruben Neves get the two of them mixed up. They were both at Wolves at one point, weren't they? Um, yeah, yeah. But of course, he went out to Saudi Arabia and there was this talk of him going to Newcastle. Now, I don't feel that we're doing that. I don't feel that we're doing that sort of strategy. But I think that's when maybe it needs to be clamped down on. What we're doing is, you know, getting players some game time abroad. But
3: we haven't loaned anybody out to these teams. Yeah, it's a difficult one because, and it, mm. at certain points, there must be a conflict of interest must come into it at some point. Yeah. You know, it, it's, I, I'm not quite sure what the motiv- what the motivation is for it. I, I'm not sure um, because obviously, for there is not a lot of money in owning a, owning a football club. No. Is, is there? Is there any? You know, it's not why you do it, is it? You you buy a football club for, um. For whatever reason, usually it's a it's a it's more of a marketing or a brand exercise or or just out of love of the game. I, I'm not quite sure, but you you certainly don't buy a football club to make, make any money. Um so I don't know what the motivation is. It's a very, very peculiar one, but it, it's happening more and more. Um I wasn't aware of that with yourselves, to be honest, but it again, it doesn't surprise me just because of what's been what what's happened with, with Maranakis and the more that you hear about. Wanting to acquire teams or having stakes in teams and things like that—it's—it's it's a strange one.
2: Yeah, it's a really, really weird. You know, I
3: suspect it'll be like the—it'll th- kind of come to. Uh, there'll be something that will make it maybe make, come to a head a little bit. Almost like the third-party ownership with players. I know it's like obviously it's a lot different to that, but will there? Will there just come a time when it, it needs to be ruled upon? Because I, I, I can't really
1: see.
3: anything positive really coming from it. But then I couldn't articulate the negatives either. So I'm not quite sure. It's a very, very, it's a strange one, but it does seem to be coming more and more common. Well, let's go back to this weekend's
2: game. And of course, Bournemouth, as you did mention, we're pressing high up the pitch. Now we're playing a completely different style to the Gary O'Neill style. It took us a while to get going. We did take some thrashings, mainly against Of course, Arsenal, Man City, those two you can put to one side. Everton, probably not. That was an awful performance. But we have got it going. And we are in very, very good form. Um, How does Steve Cooper set this team out, to set the Forest team out to stop us?
3: I suspect he will go three at the back. Uh, more more he's, he's five at the back, let's be honest, but we yeah. say three at the back, don't we? But I think he'll go with, with um five at the back. Defensive midfield part. I think he'll go more defensive. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see Ryan Yates in there getting getting a foot in unsettling players. Um wouldn't be surprised to see Kuarte back in there and Mangala. Um I can't see us I, I'd be very, very surprised to see us set up. Any other way really against you at the moment. Just the the way you're playing. Um the form Solanke's in. I mean, I'm not a, a big stats person, but I looked at yours and what is it, the XG thing? You're absolutely yeah. flying. I think you're top on your of that or something. I
2: think we are. I think we are. You know, in yeah. the form table, you know, before of course the weekends games, we were second in the form table as well. Yeah. Um, just behind Liverpool. So yeah, I think you know we're firing on all cylinders at the moment, um, which is great. Never imagined you,
3: that. No, and you've got goals. I think you've got more goals across across the team in, with you as well. well. That's just that's just going to be our problem. I, I just can't see where our goals are going to come from at the moment. Um, I, I just obviously we've got we've got Chris Wood, but he's and he gets a lot of flat, Chris Wood, from our fans. Well, certain fans, but it's not. The way we play, it's not a, it's not a Chriswood side. We don't, you know, we don't get a lot of balls into the box. It's not that. So, uh, and then, and obviously, we've got Origi, who's just been a complete flop, I guess. Yeah. But to me, he hasn't been because I, I don't really understand it. I watch a bit of Italian football, and I, I don't really. Un- There's nothing that he did when he was at Milan that would suggest he would be able to come back and do anything uh, in the Premier League. So. But for me, it's just a lack of goal, so I can't, I can't see us setting up any other way than to just be a little bit, well, be <laughs> very defensive and conservative, and and hope to pick something up. Um, I know we've got a uh, we've got a set piece specialist who joined the team last week, so yeah. let's hope that he can uh, do something. Because uh, I'm not joking. At the moment, our main chances and our main threats are coming from long throw-ins from Neocarte that seems to be when we, we kind of cause most problems. And I know I, I'm sounding ultra pessimistic and really, I don't want to sound like I'm really bagging my own team, but it's just very, very difficult to see. Yeah. We don't, we're not creating a lot. We're not creating a lot of chances at the moment. And it's, when we're in this, this situation, it's it's hard to imagine where they're going to come from, unfortunately. But but then you look at the table, you look at the points, We I think we're four behind you and, you know, you get a win and it's yeah. just ridiculous how it changes yeah. things. You know, everybody's all of a sudden got a bit of a you know a bit of spring in their step when they're coming out the stadium. And it, it just, it does, it changes everything. But I just, our form at the moment really concerns me. And we are in a relegation battle at the end of the day because the form of the, the teams below is is unfortunately picked up. And they're, they're, that's really surprised me with a lot of those. I wasn't expecting it. I mean, you would, I don't think any team would fancy playing Luton at the moment. No. Uh, I'm not saying that. You know, you go there, you'd be getting expect expect to get turned over, but you just know you're in for a really, really, really hard afternoon. You're in for a really hard, tough ninety minutes. So, you know, it's uh, it's and obviously Everton are just that. There I mean, I I was never, I I always kind of thought they were a decent side anyway. To be honest, I was never of the opinion that they were dreadful and they were going to be going down. Um, but that points deduction seems to have. Seems to have solidified them, you know, a bit more, and they just look a very, very solid, solid side. Sean Dye side, as you'd expect to see, but yeah, we're, we're kind of fortunate, really, with the form that we're in that that those teams did get off to such a bad start. But you know, that you look at the, the way that they're playing at the moment and some of their results, and you know, we've not got much breathing space, so we really do need to do something. I don't know what the you know got the potentially got January track. We've got the January transfer window to potentially bring players in, but people are saying, oh, we need to get a striker in January and go out and buy a striker. But how many how many strikers are available in January that you can go out and you know are going to get your 10-15 well, yeah. goals? People mention it like it's the easiest thing in the world, but it's just not how it works, is it?
2: No. No, most definitely not. And to be honest, I think our door's gonna be bolted shut because Arsenal you know, believe it or not, are after Solanke. That's the rumour that's been doing the circuit at the moment. But I think, like you say, Luton are fighting for every single point. And I think Chris Wilder has revitalised Sheffield
3: United.
2: Burnley, I've got it a little bit together, but I still think, you know.
3: I think those, I think out of the three, I think they're the one that you would say, you know, I can't see them really doing anything no i think with sheffield united it might drop off i think i don't know if they've got the kind of quality in depth that other sides have um and i don't know if they've got the quality in the first 11 you look at the sort of strikers that have got. I, I mean i've never really rated McBurney at all but he seems to be to be playing i, I just can't see them i don't know he might drop off but you never know because like you say he's, he's certainly galvanized them but yeah yeah i just think i think Luton they've surprised me the most and it is you just know you're in for a really torrid tough afternoon and uh, they're going to be fighting for everything and they're going to be difficult um, proposition for anyone i think like i say i don't you wouldn't necessarily expect to get turned over but it's you're in for a really really hard afternoon and matt we speak quite a
2: bit on twitter or x or whatever we call it nowadays you've always said phil billin is a player that you know you don't really want to see coming up against Nottingham Forest. And if he was available, you'd like to see him in a Forest shirt.
3: Always. he's he's one of My, my, uh, my lads, my, my two boys are massive football fans now, Forest fans. And they're always coming up with the hypothetical questions. Who could you sign? And obviously they expect me to say somebody, you know, somebody really ridiculous that we can't (laughs) get uh, like Harry Kane or something like that. Um, Jude Bellingham. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I always say Billingham, I just think he's, whenever I've seen him, he's impressed me. I just think he's technically very, very good. Um, I just think he would, he'd be a, a great player for us to sign. I've, I've always really, really rated him. Um, and he's, you might disagree because I don't watch him as, as much as you, but he seems to be quite consistent, but is? I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I kind of see the heart when you're a, you not a fan of the club. You see the highlight reel, don't you? So I don't know yes, that. But he always yeah. strikes me as somebody who's quite consistent.
2: When he's on form, he's very, very good. He's one of these confidence players where if his confidence goes, there was a game last season against Leicester. And it was actually the two sides of Philip Billin. You know, in the first half, for some reason, he'd lost all his confidence. He was running around just didn't seem to know really what he was doing. Then he scored. And then all of a sudden, it was like he transported the old Billy onto the pitch. Completely different player. So I think once his confidence is up, which it is at the moment, and he's getting a good run of games, and I think Iriola, because Iriola has dropped him for a couple of games and then brought him back into the team, I think once he's managed right, which maybe Scott Parker didn't do so much, but when he's managed right, you know, he's fantastic player and consistent, like you say.
3: Mm.
2: You know, it's the only concern is when that confidence dips and how quickly he can get it back. You know, luckily, in that Leicester game, he was in the right place at the right time to get that goal and then you know, regain that confidence and it's just seemed to lift him completely. He's yeah. one of those players.
3: But- I think it is nowadays that, that that's when you're, a, when you're a player at that level, you've got the the technical, the, the physical fitness, those attributes. It is the psychological thing that really comes into it more than anything yeah. now. And it, the, the best managers are those that can do that um, and get it out of players consistently. And it looks like it's been a really good fit for it at, at your place. So, um, no, I, I've I've always rated him really, really highly. He's a very, very good player. Um, obviously, we my um, my forest crush was Steve Steve Cook. I think kind of yeah. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> um, yeah, fell in love with Steve Cook, fantastic player. But yeah, Billing would be a definite, um, definite uh, very welcome addition. And uh, I, I know I know it's not going to happen, but he's always on my uh, my list of uh, my transfer wish list.
2: Cookie well is doing a decent job at QPR, I believe. Now uh, it started to pick up. Started to pick up. I haven't. Yeah, really- they
3: were in dire straits, weren't they? And they've just had this really good run of form. And I see, uh, yeah, I check the team and see he's doing really well. But he's uh, class. He was absolute class for us. He, he yeah. really. I know we said before, but we, he really established himself as a as a big fan favorite. He was a cracking player for us. Really key part of that promotion side. Made a huge difference to us when he came in. Really did
2: and when I look back at it you know there was a game against Fulham where you know he dived down and put his body in the line and put, effectively it hit him square on in the face oh, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you just thought he's doing that He he knew at that time because of course I did the interview literally I think it was about a week before that with Steve Cook and At that time, and somebody else picked it up, I can say it now, because of course Steve's not here and he's not at Forest anymore, but he did turn around and I asked him about celebrations on the beach, can we win the title and that sort of thing, and he said yeah, but and it it was something along the lines that he wasn't going to be there, and I didn't pick up on it when I was doing the editing or, you know, doing the show with him, it was actually somebody in the comments and said, ah he's off. He's
0: yeah, definitely
2: we're... off. So he knew at that point, you know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he's a full, He's a credit to himself. And yeah, I mean, it's a shame player.
3: that he's... I, I don't know how it's... Obviously, with yourselves and then with us, we've kind of got to the Premier League and it's just not... He's just not quite had it, but mm. I don't know. It's difficult because you don't want to say well, he's not good enough because I don't know, but obviously that, that's sort of deemed to be the case, but he's obviously he's, he's exceptional he's proved himself to be exceptional at championship level um I mean, yeah a great servant just a, just a great chap just again all right all round kind of nice guy isn't
2: he yeah he was he was a good player in the premier league for 5 years i think maybe his pace just let <laughs>
3: yeah yeah obviously there. before yeah. what kind of yeah, when he sort of dropped down again yeah yeah
2: yeah but He's always got an opportunity to fall back on being a goalkeeper as well. If you've ever seen the Norwich where he dived and, you know. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I didn't try to <laughs> completely deny it. Yeah. Most yeah. obvious thing in the world, wasn't it? Yeah, Absolutely I love that,
2: that. Yeah. You know, do you know what? I've had a laugh with him about that previously. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest, he finds the funny side of it now. Probably didn't at the time, but yeah, I'm sure Eddie yeah, probably gave got a, got a bit bollicking. of a yeah. <laughs> Well, Matt, you know, we do this with everybody, as you know. We predict how the game's going to go. So, Forest not in good form, Bournemouth in good form. How is it going to go?
3: I, I will go for a 1-1. One, one. I just think it the, the fixture, the timing of the fixture, it's very, very, I don't know if it should make any difference, but it's close to Christmas. There's going to be a very, very good atmosphere. People are going to be in that kind of, it's going to be quite a unique atmosphere. The, the atmosphere at the City Ground has kind of been a bit hit and missed this season, second season syndrome, but I've got a feeling it will be very, very good. And I've just got a funny feeling we might get a point. I'd be very happy with a point, with the form we're in and the form you're in. I'd absolutely love us to win, don't get me wrong. But I just, I just can't. I've got to be realistic.
2: I've got to be honest, Matt. I think it's always one of those games where, you know, a team goes into it in good form, a team goes into it in poor form. You've got enough quality about you to do some real damage. I think I've got to agree with you I think you know it's probably going to end in a draw um Of course the players I think will give everything for Steve Cooper. there is no sign that you know the players have stopped or he's lost a change of room. there's no signs of that whatsoever. so I think they will give everything they can for him to keep him in that job. We're in good form though. Like I say, and I think, I think your mate Phil Bill will probably pop up with the goal. He
3: seems to do well against us. He yeah. does seem to do well against us. It wouldn't surprise me.
2: It's probably one of well, Forrest has got to be his favourite side to play against.
3: Your well, your like head to head record against us is, is yeah very good. Unfortunately, yes. um, but you know, it's, it's, we've we've not played each other that much. You know, so it's it's got a, you know the tide's got to turn eventually. <laughs> I just think, I just think to be being honest, I just think that the form we're in at the moment and the pressure that's on us and just our lack of a of a recognised somebody to put it in the net at the moment, and lack of goal threat, I just can't see it being anything more than that. Uh, so just my my head says one-one. My heart obviously says I'd love us love us to win, but I just um, yeah, realistic one-one. I think.
2: I believe it. If 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 I'm right in thinking, I believe that our form at the City Ground is better than it is at Dean Court against Nottingham Forest.
3: Yeah, I mean we had that one last season, didn't we, where we threw it away, yeah. and we had kind of we have had sort of similar this season against Luton, where it was, we were winning two 0 and we made some strange changes, and it ended up two two. But yeah, that's so that was kind of always cited last season that, that against you and against Fulham, we were we were leading, and then we kind of threw it away. So that was a that was one of those games last season that kind of really made us um, get nervous. So I'm, I'm hoping it, it won't be one of those. But um, yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah, your form is very good against us. Very good. Yeah.
2: I think, you know, it will end in a draw. I think they will do everything they can for Steve Cooper and rightly so. And I think, Forrest, honestly, mate, I think you've got enough to keep yourself afloat. You know, there is no doubt in my mind that you'll be safe at the end of the season
3: Yeah, I hope so the, the kind of one thing, I'm i am a big as, as I mentioned, I'm a massive Steve Cooper fan uh, and mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't see an available option that you know, well it's always a gamble anyway but there's nobody out there who would make me think he can come and take these players and have an immediate impact and get us results Steve Cooper knows the players, he knows the squad the only kind of slight Devil's advocate nagging thing on my shoulder is I just really hope that if it continues to go badly, we don't Mm -hmm. go down the Leeds Bielsa route of really, really sticking with him until it's kind of too late to to change. Because obviously, when they when they finally did bring in, was it Marsh, wasn't it? It was almost a little bit too late, and it was out of kind of loyalty and respect for the fans that, well, the love from the fans that he was kept there, and he was obviously a a phenomenal coach, but it was just not working out. I just hope, I really hope it doesn't come to that with Cooper because I, I've got far too much sort of love and respect for him to it for it to happen that way. And I, I just hope it doesn't come to that kind of scenario. But mm-hmm. I, I think we've got enough. I think he's the thing with him is as well, you know, that whatever happens, if he does leave, well, he will leave eventually, no matter what, you know, always yeah. happens. But he will go on to do well wherever he goes. He's just a very, very good football coach and a manager. So that's that's kind of yeah you just want it to be with us at the moment and just to get this um just to get a bit of consistency just get a little bit of a a bit of identity because we really lack that at the moment we just seem to be a little bit all over the place and just get a sort of recognized like when you look at yourselves you kind of know you know how you play now we do, we've we not yeah. had that it's you're just not quite sure what you're going to get so we just need to we need to get a little bit of that but it's a results business, isn't it? And time is is very very precious in football. So it's not like you've got a, you've got much time to get it to get it right. But we'll just see.
2: He is a very very good coach, like you say. And of course, Swansea have fallen apart since you know he left them. You know they're right down the bottom of the championship. So you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, they will be given the time. But like you say, and if it's not working. You know, leaving it too late is, you know, really, really counterproductive. Um,
3: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I, like I say, I think that the chair. I think the only person who knows Steve Cooper's future is Maranakis. I don't think there's anybody else. He he knows, yeah. um, and it it will just we'll just see. I know we were very, very heavily linked with uh, Areola at uh, sorry, your manager at the. Um, before he came to there was a point when he was keepers was rumored to go and I know he's very, very heavily linked from quite a good um source at the club. And that's not me with inside knowledge. It was I think it was Darren Fletcher. Yeah. BT Sport who said it on a on a forest podcast I was listening to. Um so I, I know that he's not he will do it if if it's if it's necessary and he thinks it's in the best interest of the club. So I guess he's
2: lining up somebody. If he's well, he's not going to make a call without having somebody lined up.
3: That's no, no, that that would like, be crazy, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, that yeah, would be exactly. that would be reckless. And I don't think that they, I don't think any chairman says they've. I don't think they'd ever realistically say they've got one game. They kind of they look at the bigger picture, don't they? Because they that yeah. suggests straight away that they don't have confidence in that manager. To say you've only got one—if you don't win it, you're out. It, that straight away gives completely the wrong, um, the wrong message, doesn't it? So I, I don't ever think that that is the case. It's—it's it's just obviously that the whole, the, the whole bigger picture, isn't it? And the whole different. There's there's so much going on, different areas, and just uh, yeah, he'll make his mind up. But I, I'd love to say that I hope he'll finish the season. I, I really, really do. But I've got a funny feeling. It. I don't know. I've I've got a funny feeling he might not, but whatever happens, he will he will be a hero to Forrest for what he's done because it's been absolutely phenomenal. It, what he's, you know, like as we've said in that short space of time, taking us from where we were to where we are now. Nobody would have expected that. And any you say, twenty Forest fan predict where you'll be in three years, and you say I'll we'll be in the Premier League. Then no, they wouldn't have believed you. So it, it's just been an amazing uh an amazing ride it's as up and down as football is but it's he'll he'll always go with 99.9 percent of the fans very very you know best best wishes and and good blessings so yeah definitely
2: definitely well matt it's been a pleasure to have you on um just before you go of course you are a musician um i know that you've been doing quite a lot of gigs um how's it been going
3: yeah, it's been good. I've been sort of keeping myself busy. I don't, I don't do as much now as as I once did, just through through work. And I'm a bit more selective about what I do. So I've been trying to work on my own. I write my own stuff. So I've been trying to work on that and get that recorded. But I still, you know, two or three times a, a month, I'm out and about singing. So I'm, uh, and obviously Christmas, I've got a, a fair few coming up. So yeah, it's it's been good. This it's changed massively since. Um, since covid i think any anybody who kind of works in performing will tell you that venues and things like that it's it's just not not the same anymore because people i don't know if it's just changed people's habits of how they go out and stuff like that but yeah I, I do enough to keep me happy and and to keep at it and i, I still enjoy it so it's yeah it's nice to do while i could well i still can i've still got a, a bit of a relative bit of youth on my side <laughs>
2: <laughs> and of course um we were speaking as well on Twitter and um your son's doing pretty well in football isn't he
3: um Oh yeah I've got to give yeah. a shout out to my uh, my my youngest son Alfie he's uh he's under 11 side RHP they're they're based in, in Newark in Nottinghamshire and they've gone they managed to go a whole year unbeaten and that's in that's in all that's in competitive fixtures. I think they've gone a lot more in kind of non-competitive fixtures as well, but they've been phenomenal. They they won the uh, one of the first sides from Newark to win win the cup, the League Cup, um, and they're a great little club, club, great side, really, really, really good. Love going down to watch them. So yeah, a big, a big, uh, well done, and shout out to them for. It's quite some achievement at any level, isn't it, to go a whole year without losing a fixture?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, this. You Know to be fair, last year I was um assistant manager of a team and we couldn't buy a win. So...
3: <laughs> well, if you want, I'll, I'll have a word with RHP. We'll get some of these, yeah. they're 11, but we'll get to even sort out a few low moves for you. Well, uh, we'll yeah, get there we go.
2: <laughs> to be honest, they probably would help improve the side, to be fair.
3: But well, no, they're, they're cracking the cracking club. It's a really yeah, good club, it's, it's the, kind of the biggest club around here. So, yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it'd be nice just to uh, to say well done to them and uh, wish them. All the best. I get a lot more joy out of watching them at the moment than I do Forrest.
2: (laughs) Well, fair enough. Fair enough. And long may it continue. Two years unbeaten. Yeah.
3: yeah, A of the league,
2: I'm sure. You know, winning everything, you know. Um, It's a dream, isn't it? You know.
3: Ah, to be that age again, eh? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a dream, you know, for everybody, you know, to, well, could we one day do uh, Aston Villa, one of our sides? You know.
3: Wow. You never know. You never know. I think so. <laughs> the potential's there. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think Potential you know. By, by the right players, it all has to come together at one go, doesn't it? Really, but
3: yeah. And but you look at teams like Villa, and they weren't sort of too far away from where. Well, you, I can't really say us at the moment, but you know, they they were struggling not too long ago. So a couple of seasons back, or even last season, they were not yeah. in the best form. Yeah.
2: They were so
3: in it doesn't. Form. It's you know just you know small changes progressive changes the right changes it, it's amazing what they can do it, and it doesn't take much does it to kind of the right decisions at the right time and a bit of you do need a bit of luck i don't care you know who you are but you, and you do but yeah i don't i think it it just goes one way or the other doesn't it we just seem to yeah. be in the, the other way at the moment but you know fingers crossed we'll get it right long term i'm very very happy with with forest and the, uh, the 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 merry-go-round that we went through. My the interesting thing is that kind of younger fans nowadays. Um, not say now. I, I've noticed that younger fans, like my, I'm using my boys as an example. When we lose, they need a new manager. Get rid of Cooper, because they've not experienced what mm-hmm. what I did. <laughs> you know, watching season ticket in League One, couldn't you know struggling against some sides that I won't mention because it it would sound like I'm being disrespectful, but. You know it was atrocious, and it was rare that we finished the season with the same manager. I, I mean, I, I think when Cooper finally did, it was, you know, it, it was brought up as a statistic that he was the first one in so long. So, yeah, it, it's uh, you got to you got to um, remember the good times as well and, and enjoy them while you have them, and just just hope that things hopefully pick up for us, and, and uh, long may they continue for you, for for Bournemouth, but. Just not against us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure, as always, to have you on. Have a lovely, lovely Christmas. A very happy new year as well. And no doubt we'll catch up, you know, with regards to this game, probably in the new year and touch on it. And hopefully, fingers crossed, things will have picked up for Forrest by that time as well. Again, hopefully not against us.
3: Yeah. no always a pleasure mate always lovely to talk to you and uh, yeah i'll look forward to speaking to you again soon and yeah let's have a chat after the the 23rd
2: thank you for joining us on the show please remember to hit the like to subscribe the bell button below to be alerted to any new videos we do here on up the sheriffs in all departments please do check out all of our previous shows and interviews as well um also do check out our interviews with professor brian cox Nick Owen. There's lots and lots and lots of content on here, so please do check it all out. Until the next one, have a lovely Christmas, and we'll see you for the Fulham game.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's.